Yeah. Hey, uh, give me give me a dog with all the all the works, okay? Let's get him on. Here you go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what do I owe you? Uh, five book man. Five huh? Book. What's that? Five dollars. Oh, okay. Five five. Okay, okay. man. Right. Oh, you get Here you your check. Here you go. Here you go. All right, thanks. Uh, thank you, man. Hot dog. Oh. That's good. That's fuck. Five. <laughs> Does that remind me of five? Mm. Five. Huh. Five. Oh. 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 I rem. Yeah. Five. Five years. New York City. The Pat. The Patrick. Scream. Scream Queen. With a Z. Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. I gotta call him. I gotta call him. He's like, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, what a fucking spaz, man. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Patrick, oh, geez, you know, I should have, like, rehearsed this or something, because uh, I just sort of called spontaneously when I was getting the hot dog for five... Anyways, um, look, uh, five years, man, like, fifth anniversary, the Scream Queens, like, and stuff like that, God, um... You know, look, I, I'm not sure why I'm calling up here. Um, it's just that, well, it's just that, well, it's, it's just that, God damn it. Uh, you know, I love the spooky movies. I love the scary movies. I love the, well, I love all that. I do. I really do. I mean, the Scream Queens has always delivered, you know? A good reviews, uh, informative reviews. Y- you don't just say, "Oh, yeah, I like this," or "I don't, li- I don't like that." Blah. Uh, but you explain in detail, and you know, I mean, I love that. But you know, it's it's more it's more than just that, and like the spooky movies that I love so hard. Uh, it's just, well, <clears throat> well, Pat uh, Patrick, I don't. Mm, I don't know how to say this without getting too mushy. It's just that you know, a lot of a lot of you gets on the podcast, and you know, over the years, I I feel like I've kind of gotten, I I feel like I've kind of gotten to know you, man. Anyways, I guess maybe that's the most favorite part of. Uh, what you do here. All right. Well, in all seriousness, Patrick, uh, this is Toppy Smelly from the Smellcast. Uh, I've enjoyed what you've done since the first time I heard your podcast. You're still doing it. You still deliver uh, with an amazing amount of energy and vim and vigor. And joie de vivre. Boy, I sure am <laughs> speaking a lot of languages here. Uh, but seriously, I just. I've just. I've dug you, most of all, Patrick. I've dug you. 
And I want to say, just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I hope I'll be hearing from you on the Scream Queens for a, a damn long time. And, uh, yeah. Love you. Thanks. Bye. The Scream Queens Horror Podcast does not use Paul Lynn for its outgoing voicemail message. Second of all, Toppy. Five dollars for a hot dog. I've got a foot long right here. I'll give you for free. Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 144, and tonight it's the fifth anniversary of the Scream Queens Horror Podcast. And to celebrate, I've put together a star studded celebration. We'll be joined by the toast of off Broadway, Mrs. Smith, and also the terror of Wichita, Kansas. Dead Martin. And finally, everybody's worst wet dream, Dandy Dirkly. The paparazzi are just dying to get in here and see who I've got in store for you. So let's keep them in suspense just a little while longer and play a promo for another podcast that's not nearly as fabulous. No, it's pretty fabulous, but not as fabulous as this one. Hi there, this is Jared from Geek Stuff Off The Cuff. Now, if you're not sure what Geek Stuff Off The Cuff is, well, it's a casual, conversational chat between myself and my good buddy Tony about anything and everything in the geeky world of today. From technology to weddings, Doctor Who to tabletop games, comic conventions, and a whole heck of a lot more. Now, there's only two rules for Geek Stuff Off The Cuff. One, you have to be passionate about what you're going to be talking about. And two, you can't do one lick of prep work. That's right. The entire show is improvised just like a real true conversation with your friends. So join me, Tony, and a whole bunch of guests from all over this globe to talk about geek stuff off the cuff. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, and pretty much any place where you get your podcasts from. New episode every Wednesday. See you then. scare anyone but I'm gonna give it to you straight about Patrick it was a night just like this it was five years ago five long years as a matter of fact five years ago tonight there were a group of bored and lonely teenagers and they thought it would be okay to play around in iTunes but they didn't know the forces that they were messing with for what was unleashed on this legendary night would change everything forever for when they tuned in to their iPod listening devices. What they heard was fair.
Booga, 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 booga. Yes, hello, everybody. We're back for another show. It's the five-year anniversary, and nothing has gone as planned. Nothing is gone, has gone as planned. Remember, I promised how we were going to have Dandy Darkly on to talk about Picture Mommy Dead. And I keep sending you these reminders on Facebook and on Twitter to go watch Picture Mommy Dead on YouTube for free so you can play along at home. And for the past, what, two shows, I keep telling you I've got Dandy Darkly in the can. Meaning that I've recorded that segment already. I'm just waiting to edit it together and get it out to you. Well, Daddy screwed up. Daddy accidentally erased it because the hard drive on this computer was getting very, very full. And by the time he realized he had done it, the recycle bin was clear. Whoosh, gone forever. Like that, which I discovered yesterday! Ah! 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 However, Scream Queen rule number 85... When life hands you lemons, add vodka and ice and have a cocktail party. So that's what I decided to do. I had some interviews lined up with some other folks. Some strange and wonderful folks who are doing some wonderful things and some dreadful things, but all just so cool. So coming up, we're going to meet... A legendary diva who has an abnormal fascination with her cat. We will meet... An undead crooner from the 1960s who still haunts the TV studios where his variety show used to be taped. And we will hear from Dandy Darkly. For while he may not be here in the flesh, he's with us in spirit. Woo! 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 Yeah, and I was also supposed to talk about that movie Cooties, but I realized it wasn't going to get released till the end of August, so I figured me doing a review of it now would be kind of a waste of time. So I didn't do it. Ah, what can you do? Scream Queen's rule number one. When the going gets tough, the tough rise above it. And so that's what we've done here today. But before we get down to the show, I just want to tell you a few things that have been going on here that have been moderate interesting, I should think. I got to see the show off-Broadway called Guards at the Taj. And I'm not really here to talk about the show, which was fabulous, by the way. It was about, you know, the two men who stood guard at night while they were building the Taj Mahal. And what happens to them? And it was wonderful. It was funny. It was scary. It was poetry. And it was horror, all mixed into one, because the curtain rose at the top of Act 2, and there was four inches of blood. On the floor of the stage, everybody was ankle deep in blood because of the whole lot of hands getting cut off, according to legend, whether you know it or you don't, is not really the point. What is the point of your story then? Well, I'll tell you the point of my story. The point of the story is I kept recommending some friends to go see it, but my phone kept auto-correcting guards at the Taj to guards at the Vag. That's a whole other play. Now, granted, I haven't had a lot of reason to type Taj Mahal into my phone's keyboards, so there's no reason for it to know that word, but clearly, vag comes up quite a bit. Well, what can you do? The other thing of interest that happened was that my niece got married. 
You're like, who cares? Well, those of you who have been listening for a long time have heard me talk about my niece. This is that niece who once, when she was a teenager, went to a Backstreet Boys concert and never came home because she just got on the tour bus with the Backstreet Boys and they took her to Europe for three months and she was dating Nick Carter, allegedly. And she's like, oh my God, we're totally boyfriend and girlfriend. And he loves me. I just saw him at an awards ceremony with Paris Hilton. He's like, I know. And he doesn't love you. She did a sex tape. Well, we never did anything while we were in Europe. We just held hands. Well, she got married. And the whole thing was a debacle. It was so tragic. Oh, my God. First of all, first of all, we got notes. I mean, in the invitation, it said, all guests must wear all black formal attire. Not for the bridal party, which there was 18 of, but no, the guests are supposed to go out and get tuxedos and gowns. Really, bitch? Really, bitch? Are we the fucking Adams family? It's July on the beach in New York. It's 175% humidity. Are you kidding me right now? It's like, I want to be the only one who's wearing any colors because it's like a funeral for my freedom. Really? Okay. Okay, and the wedding itself was just so horrendous. And I don't want to go into too many details of it, but I just want to give you some high points, which were also low points of the evening. High point, low point number one, my dad shaking his groove thing to Uptown Funk. The man is 85 years old. And then later on, he's like, I don't know why I was dancing to that damn jungle music. But he didn't say jungle. He said a very bad word, which I'm not saying here. High point, low point. Number two, she had her bridesmaids in black and purple bridesmaids dresses. They were hideous, hideous. Are those polyester? Are you an evil witch? Do you not have any gay friends to step in and say no? No! Why would you do that? Oh, sure, you can wear it again. No, where? Where? You can rent it out to firehouses to hang outside in front for the bunting, what they put out when a fireman dies. Come on, girl! Really? I'm glad somebody looks more uncomfortable than I feel. Three, when my cousin Pat, who, you know, the original Pat Walsh, who I'm not named after, but for God's sake, he's, 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 He's something special. He's a classy Long Island guy. He came out of the bathroom and walked up to me and said, Hey, you ever take a shit that was so big? You come out two inches shorter? No. 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 But then the icing on that shit cake was that he then scream-wrapped Jam On It by Nucleus in its entirety. Directly into my face. And I was in a corner. I couldn't get out of it. I'm just like, I haven't heard this song since 1983. And there's a reason. This song's terrible. And he's, I'm cornered by a 300-pound drunk man screaming it in my face. And yet, somehow, I'm the black sheep. And I'm wearing all black. I, okay, plus Irish family. Irish family wearing all black. You know what the photographs look like? Little teeny tiny floating heads. It's hilarious and tragic. That's really all you really need to know about that tragic event. And let's move on to more happy things, like how I salvaged this particular almost train wreck of a podcast. Right after I make you listen to Jam On It by Nucleus. 
happy anniversary to me. Allow me to introduce myself, well, my name is Jimmy B. And I'm a surefire, full-blooded, modified, hot-rocking, jam-on-production MC. If you want the best, then put me to the test, and I'm sure you'll soon agree that I got no thorns, cause I'm down by law when it comes to rock and viciously, you see, cause when I was a little baby boy, my mama gave me a brand new toy. Two turntables with a mic, and I learned to rock like a dolomite. Time went by on this God creation, I knew someday I would rock the nation, so I made up my mind just what to do, and I jumped with the gem on production group. enough of jam on it, don't you? Did you know that that song goes on for another eight minutes? Yeah. And I was stuck in that corner for all 11 of those minutes. But that's okay. That's in the past. Why waste any more time on subpar entertainment when I've got three dynamite, dazzling, blindingly brilliant celebrities all lined up for you right here on the Scream Queens All-Star Anniversary Celebration. So get down to it, Patrick. I am. I'm about to bring on our very first guest. But first, you need a little introduction. This woman came into my life two weeks ago. Well, of course, I had heard of her before. She's a legend, for goodness sake. The one, the only Mrs. Smith. Now, you're probably not used to just hearing her name alone. Just Mrs. Smith. Probably you're used to hearing Mrs. Smith and Carlisle, the amazing dancing cat. Yes, yes. She's been in town this month because, you see, she's got a very, very serious problem. Carlisle. The amazing dancing cat. Her partner on stage and screen. The yin to her yang. The bogey to her bacall. The salt to her pepper. Has gone missing. Two and a half years. Without a peep. From Carlisle. And Mrs. Smith. Has decided. To pour all of her pain. Onto the stage. To share with us. Because who. Better than a Broadway well, off-Broadway audience loves to watch an, an aging, semi-famous, emotionally fragile diva self-immolate on stage. Because not only does she burn through her emotions, Miss Smith burns down the house. Well, of course, not literally, because that would have been dangerous and also very frightening. And I'm sure Carlyle would have just turned right around had the building burst into flames. But that's not the point right now. Because... She is dripping with talent and grapefruit juice, and you don't understand that, and that's okay. And it's a very tragic tale. All this is in the hopes that perhaps all the positive energy 
being sent out of the 47th Street Theater just off of Times Square, that Carlisle will find his way home. And fortunately, Mrs. Smith called in to the show, to me, reaching out to me, saying, help spread the news, help me bring Carlisle home. And here we have the previously discreetly recorded phone call between me and Mrs. Smith and um, a gargoyle who was listening on the other line. Greetings. You have reached the Scream Queen's Horror Podcast. This is Flynn the Gargoyle. How may I direct your call? Yes, uh, this is Mrs. Smith, and I'm calling for Patrick. Who? Patrick. No, no, no. Of course they're calling for Patrick. He's the only person here. Who are you? Oh, I'm Mrs. Smith, darling. Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Smith. Off Broadway's Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith with the pies? Who well, the, yes, that's an unfortunate pies? sort of uh, intellectual property snafu. <gasps> no, but... no, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're, you're not the Mrs. Smith of Mrs. Smith and Carlisle, the dancing cat fame, are you? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. My goodness, you are a sexy gargoyle. That's what I have to say to you, darling. My goodness. How is Carlisle? Well, he's at large. He's on a little walkabout that's lasted for two and a half years. <laughs> yes, he's at large, and he's now been missing for two and a half years. It's, it's really uh, it's the albatross what? in my life. What? The albatross in my well, life. Li- I don't- no, 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 no. He's missing? Well, you tell him. You tell him something. If he ever shows up, he better get missing again, because don't you think... Does- he better not think I forgot he owes me 20 bucks. Oh, <laughs> Well, he's good for it. He has plenty of money. He just oh, wait, um, he's just conveniently missing. Well, catnip don't grow on trees, Missy. All uh, right, I will pass you through to the thank you, two-legged. Thank you, darling. Yes, I, some appropriate home music while you wait. May the cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. Oh, I love the song. And the moon. Uh, hello, this is Patrick. Patrick, darling, it's Mrs. Smith. Mrs. <gasps> Mrs. Smith. I'm so glad I got through. Oh I was really goodness. worried that your secretary was going to hold me back. Oh, was he gabbing? Yes, but that's all right. I understand he has a lot to say. He is he lived and he needs to share. Eternal. So and I've he's chained up in my basement now because you know he, that kind of thing. How happens. are you, darling? I'm How good, are I'm you? Good. I'm good. I'm seeing your face all over town. That's what everyone keeps saying. And not in a good way, not like back in the day with the wanted posters, that whole misunderstanding. <laughs> that all very But where have you seen it? Tell me. Well, I've seen you on the subways, I've seen you in magazines, I've seen you on the yes. internet, which is a series of tubes if you're not familiar with it. Well, yes, it's um it's all an interconnected series of tubes. Yes, I'm aware of that. I well, yes, we're we're really trying our darndest um to spread this Carlisle message, and we'll do it in any form we can. Now, now wait a minute. Now, for what? Wait, 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 Carlisle, the amazing vaudevillian dancing cat is missing. Yes, we call it the Carlisle message. Capital C, capital M, the Carlisle message. And oh it's how God. I stay laser focused. Because I'll tell you what, this show, uh, which is directed by uh, super producer Andrew Rasmussen, he's thrown in a lot of um, bells and whistles. And I say, yes, I'm up here, I'm singing songs, sort of classics from Liza, Judy, Barbara, etc. But let's not lose the Carlisle message. And that's the whole reason to do the play. I saw it, I saw it last week, and it was so wonderful the way you just channel your pain 
Yes, you're the he only one who gets something it. Something sparkling and fabulous in the hopes that maybe this will bring him home. I thought maybe it was going to be a fundraiser and you'd be hitting me up for cash. Oh, that was the other thing. I had a friend of mine who saw you on the subway. She came to me and she said, oh, there was a crazy woman on the subway. She practically accosted me, waving a picture of a cardboard cat in my face. Yes, And she was dressed in head to toe in glitter and she was quite frightening yet somehow fabulous. And I said, well, since Whitney Houston is long dead now, it must be Mrs. Smith. Yes, I was um, I was down in the subway. I do take the subway from time to time. I prefer to be incognito. I don't want to be recognized. But in this case, I was spreading the Carlisle message. And boy, did people uh, join in. We made a uh, viral video about that. I saw that. I saw that. And, you know, it really is kind of hard for you to be inconspicuous anywhere with all the sequence and just the, the uncappable fabulousness. Yes. Well, I find if I go to the Upper East Side, I blend in a little bit. I go to the Upper East Side and they just sneer at me like I'm an outcast. Like it's well, like, I wear my Chanel suit. Like it's, the last the real, like it's the last reel of Invasion of the Body Snatchers pointing and screaming. It's just terrible. terrible. I don't believe it. I don't believe that, Patrick. I don't believe it one bit. You're a charming man. I know. Absolutely charming I know. Man. And I have to say, Mrs. Smith, and this also comes from the bottom of my heart, I was in a rotten mood when I went to see the show. Terrible mood. You were. Terrible mood. And I said, the last thing I want to see is a two-hour thing about a missing cat. I'm going to be even more depressed. But I will tell you, within minutes, I was giggling and laughing. And here's the other thing. When I heard, I'm like, oh, she's going to be doing all the standards, all the lies and the Judy and all these songs I've heard in every audition in cabaret bar since the dawn of time. Do I really want to hear them again? You know what? Yes, I did. Because you, you, somewhat young lady, did them to the T from from the gut with passion and and pretty much, you know, complete semi professionalism. Oh, I thank you so much, yeah. sort of, for that compliment. Those boys were holding you back though. They're good, but Oh boy, what would I do with them? Voice. They're my anchors. They hold me they keep me from floating off into space. I adore them. Well, uh, I and they're so talented. Because you know, as a friend of mine who was fired after her first day working with Cheetah Rivera and she asked why she was a dancer, and the stage manager said, Honey, you should never kick higher than Cheetah. Goodbye. <sighs> so I understand those Broadway boys, they're the perfect emphasis, but they'd never come close to outshining you, as if that is even remotely possible. Well, thank you, darling. You know, all of New York is caught up in Broadway boys. No one can decide which one they adore more. They go back and forth. They absolutely love these Broadway boys. Like, they have a really fan club. They're overflowing with fan letters. No one uh, writes to me. You really can't lose either way. And the thing I thought was fascinating, too, is that they've actually performed straight through intermission. I saw women, once they heard the music, bolting out of the ladies' room. Toilet paper still stuck to their ankle. Take it back to watch those boys. They thought, oh, my goodness, stuff. intermission is over. And then they were mad that it wasn't over. And then they said, oh, it's them. And uh, the razzle-dazzle yes. was, was completely on. And this is, of course, all done in the hopes that the positive vibes will bring Carlisle home. It didn't happen that night. But I am positive. Right. I'm well, every that. night I say to the boys, and I have a talent hold option on them, thank God, uh, because they're in demand. And I said, no. And I listen, people say um, they get re- they get remunerated handsomely. They get paid far above their uh, equity minimum, believe sure. me, and sure. both have very fine apartments that I keep them well appointed in and so that they're ready at any moment to do a performance and appearance. And I say to them every night, boys, 
if we do our job, uh, we don't have to, we never do the show again. And I've promised them to care for them financially for life. If they're singing and dancing, we're to bring back Carlisle. And that would give them tremendous freedom. That, that would give them tremendous freedom. Well, and that's also a double-edged sword. Well, and then they could they could pursue whatever projects they wish. They could be they could do that um, strange adaptation of uh, obscure literary uh, novella that they're oh, obsessed with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. could pursue whatever they like. That is true. But for now, they're yeah. on board with the Carlisle message. As well, they should be. It's an important cause. <clears throat> it's an important cause. Bring that kitty home, Miss Smith. Where can people find out more information about you? And the show. Oh, um, oh boy. The best place for the show is the website for the show. Uh, com, And um, you can also find us on Facebook. My Facebook page is actually on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which I all use. And sometimes you can do a thing where it does them all at once. You are it's all the same. Hello? It's the same address. It's Smith Cat Misses. Oh. For all three of those. Well, my goodness, if Carlisle doesn't see all that stuff there, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, that's the thing. I think he's having the time of his life. I think he's absolutely yucking it up. I think he is doing this to well, drive me to distraction. Cats do and do I'm a lot of yucking up. I'm going to get him. Yeah. We're all going to get him. Good. You all of get us. him. And you know what I think would really help? I'm sure if all my local scream gwinners, my little screamers, all bonded together, maybe even had a group outing to see the show, that that kind of positive energy, because you, you, Mrs. Smith, are indeed exhibiting scream queen qualities. Oh, I love that. The courage and fortitude to think outside of the box, to make it to the last reel, and get home safe and get what you want and get everybody. You know that whole thing. Well, let me say this. Um, I had um, credits roll. Oh, oh, you're gonna let them roll? Okay, all right. No, I'm just saying when be the last gal standing. Oh, yes, but with regards to screen cleaning, uh, I just have to say, I had uh, hired and then fired the the number one singing teacher in New York City. He looked at me and he said, "You're you're performing with a completely open instrument. There's nothing I can do here." And so what I will say is, I shan't. Scream because I don't want to clench my no, instrument. I don't no, want to damage I will, it. I but I will moan. <gasps> I will give an open channeled moan. But you know what, Mrs. Smith? You don't have to scream because you left your audiences screaming for more. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, There's applause and cheers. I love it. I love Mrs. that. Mrs. Smith I love wants that. you to come so much that she set up a special code just for me. So if you want to go see the show for a bargain price of $37, use the code at findcarlisle.com. Put in the code G-M-C-N-Y. Yes. Oh, I love again. those boys. Yes. Well, those are the chorus boys, but I'm extending it to my people, too. So there you go. Oh, please do. Spread it far and wide, darling. And I, um, I we'll, we'll take... Oh, I said, spread it far, far and wide, darling. We'll take all of your friends. We love them all. Yes, we do. Most of them. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Mrs. Smith. And we wish nothing but the best for you and the show. And, of course, for that crazy wayward kitty. Thank you so much, Patrick. Bring my Carlisle home. <laughs> As Moses said or something. I don't know. I don't really know the Bible. Okay, good night. We love you. Good night, Scream Queen. Brilliant. 
And now for the really sad story of Mrs. Smith, the true tragic tale, because by the time most of you hear this, Mrs. Smith's Broadway Cactacular will have prematurely closed. It did not find its audience, which is the brutal fact of the theater community, especially if you're opening a show without a name, you know, a big celebrity name, in the middle of summer. This is the dead season, just because nobody's here. New Yorkers who would be the audience for this are either on Fire Island, they're working their summer stock contracts out of town, Doug Shapiro, I'm looking at you and I'm blaming you, or vacationing somewhere, or they've just left town because New York City in the summer is repulsive. It is triply hot, it is triply humid, and everything smells like vinegar and balls. It's just extremely unpleasant. So I'm sure had everybody been here, this show would have been a smash hit because it is brilliant and it's for everyone. It's, I hesitate to call it a drag creation because that is not exactly what you get. You don't get any potty mouth or sexual innuendos. It's a very clean show yet deranged and hysterically funny and it just didn't happen. And it breaks my heart. I had nothing to do with this production. I went, got to see it in a previous show, and I just fell in love with the whole experience. I told everybody I know to go. Everybody who went loved it, and they've been raving about it. And there's been tweets and hashtags and word of mouth, and it just didn't happen. Now, I'm hoping that perhaps at a more seasonable time to open a show, maybe they'll open in a smaller venue downtown, possibly in the cabarets district, since that... It is a cabaret show. Of course, then it will come with a two-drink minimum, which means it's going to be $100 a night. But, you know, that's not the point right now. The point is, Mrs. Smith, even though, even though the catacular has closed, the show must go on. And it will go on because your light cannot be dimmed that easily. Not you, not Carlisle, not Andrew Rasmussen, the producer, or those beautiful, beautiful Beautiful Broadway boys. Best of luck to all of you in the future, and I hope to see all of you again very soon. And now a little taste of Mrs. Smith. Well, her vocal stylings. Keep it clean, kids. There's a lady present. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not here to beg for money. I'm here to beg for attention. My name is Mrs. Smith. And two and a half years ago, last Tuesday, my cat, Carlisle, went missing. If any of you have any information, I'm opening an off-Broadway show about my cat. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Nice candy in the sun, the bowl of butter. Don't bring around a club, rain on my day. Don't you tell me not to live. 
tell me not to fly, I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I wanna live and live now. Get what I want, I know how. One roll for bubbles to play. One shot that bell will go clank. Very special guest is Guy, handsome, tall, suave, debonair, leading man type. This, 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 this the gorgeous baritone voice who I've been dying to have on the show for quite some time. And ladies, he's heterosexual, but ladies, he's engaged. Sorry, but he's got a taste for the macabre and an even sicker sense of humor than I have. So. I was able to get him on Skype because he's got a sick new project to promote, and he's so damn busy and popular, I had to call him in a coffee shop, so it's a little noisy, but that's what happens when you're totally super famous. And joining me for the very special anniversary show is one of my longest and oldest and dearest friends, despite him being in Mamma Mia, but that's perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pleasure to introduce you, the smooth voice, the sharp tongue, the scary berry himself, Mr. Don Windsor! Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use it was a job, Patrick. Mamma Mia was just a job. Was it? Yes, it, it, it was a good job. I heard it was a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle choice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You chose to get paid for that job. So how the hell are you, Don? Uh, I am great. I am great, other than the fact that it is murderously hot here in Kansas. It's murderously hot here? It's... Excuse me? I don't know what that was. Did, uh, did, 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 did your electronic Benoit balls go off? Is that what happened? What's going on? Uh, uh, apparently, apparently. Do you, uh, have, I, do you I, have one of those killer spider robots from the movie Runaway with Tom Selleck with you? No, I, but I do have Tom Selleck here with me. How are you oh, doing, Tom? Oh, hi, Tom. How are you doing? He's yeah, always in my he, neighborhood shooting blue bloods. Yeah, that's, it, it's funny because he, he just like kind of sits here all day long. Yeah. He was shooting down the street, and I saw him coming out of his, his trailer, and you know, I just got my hair cut, and he was like, he tipped his mustache to me. He's like, look at good Walsh. I'm like, same to you, Selleck. It was fucking awesome. I didn't know you could tip a mustache. You don't know Tom Selleck. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, Don, the reason that, I mean, one of the million reasons that I want you here on the show, because I've asked you before and you always stand me up, is this little thing you've been doing at Kansas, at Kansas, at Kansas, in Kansas, this little yes. show thing that you've been doing for quite some time. It's, it's running for quite a bit. seems to be a rotating kind of guest themed show. Can you tell me about the Dead Martin Show? Uh, the Dead Martin Variety Hour is a show that I created that is a uh, uh, basically a merging of several really marketable concepts that are things that I really like that uh, I basically wanted to create a show that I would want to actually go see. And being, being much like you, I think most things are crap. And I thought, well, at least it could be crap I'd want to see. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, so, so I made a show that is about a uh, crooner from the 60s, a la 
Dean Martin, who died and was brought back as a zombie and punished to host the worst variety show uh, throughout eternity. Nice. Nice. Taylor's home is tied. Just a little pain. <laughs> Not abuse per se. She's a little scared of what he's prepared. Fifty shades of gray. Cheap erotic thrills. Not as good as porn. She's got no self-respect. She's a sex object, while housewives eat popcorn. Dripping candle wax, a belt around your neck. It's all in fun, not hurting anyone. It's like a dirty shrek. It rubs, and you hate for play. Degrading and absurd, there is no safety word. Fifty shades of gray. This movie is the best. Watch him shit on her chest. So it's got zombies, it's mm -hmm. got cool music, it's got weird guests, it's got comedy, it's got scotch. I'm sure there's probably uh, a dressing gown in this episode. Oh, there, 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 there has jacket. been a dressing gown. There has been a dressing gown. There has been. A, I have a, a, a fur-collared tiger tuxedo at some point. I don't always wear that okay. for special occasions. Oh, well, you can't bust that out all the time. That's not, no. really, that's not for a Monday afternoon matinee or whatever. Not no. like you would have one. But that's great. And I love that that's been going on. I saw that you had Senator Brown back on your show, allegedly. He, he continues to, you know, he continues to, to come back. I've, I've, uh, we've explained Grinder to him, and he's very big on that now. Uh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah. For, for my international listener, listeners, could you explain who Senator Brownback is? Uh, he is the governor of the state. Well, he was, he's a former U.S. senator who is now the governor of the state of Kansas who has uh, created this sort of conservative experiment in the governance of our state that has led to massive budget shortfalls, horrible educational problems, and basically run the state into the ground. It's basically made it a la national laughingstock. Everyone what? hates him. No one admits voting for him. Why do you hate Jesus? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, we just we, we bumped into each other to party, and, oh, okay. it, and it didn't go well. He, he, I know he owes me twenty bucks too. He's like that. right. Yeah, I, I don't hate him. It's just we we don't ha we don't travel in the same circles. Sure, sure, sure. He's always like, hey, guess what? Somebody wrote another musical about me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, the guy gets so many royalties from those things. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Yeah, I give them to the poor. Sure, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Nobody writes musicals about me. So, I mean, I, I, how did you get on this concept? Because how does, how does this differ from any other of the million dead-hosted variety shows that I've seen? Because, you know, I, we've all seen the Helen Deddy show. 
uh, the Dick Van Dead show and the disastrous Deddy DeVito show. You know, uh, this one is different because it's it, it, it it's good. It's you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This and, and this one is different also because uh, well, it's good, but it's and it's bad, but it's purposefully bad. It's artfully bad. Yeah. So there was one month when it was just bad. Oh, okay, okay. They can't all be gems. No, they can't. You know, it's a work in progress. Yes. Not every episode of you know I don't know, uh, uh, Small Wonder was amazing. No, though I though though they're all you know they are all definitely above the curve. Well, sure, of course. You know, there's no such thing as a bad episode of Buffy. I mean, there are bad episodes, but it's still better than anything on TV. Anyhow, plus Kansas, what else are you gonna do? Exactly. Well, and it's a you know there's this special night in Wichita when you're actually allowed to go out and do things. Apparently, it doesn't happen any other night of the month. It's cold. It's like you know Devil's Night in Detroit. Um, but <laughs> it's it's the purge. Right. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's called Final Friday, and Fun. by that they don't they don't mean it's your Final Friday, which right. I thought was kind of is kind of ominous sounding when you think of it that way. It's well, the Final I, Friday. It goes with the whole conservative thing because you know the Catholic Church has your first Friday masses. And yes, yeah, you exactly. have Final Friday fun night. It's the final fun night in which and, and people go around to art galleries and look at art and pretend that they're they're you know pretend that it's good. Well, and, what's the art and, like in Wichita? I'm sure the the watercolors are beautiful. <laughs> you know, there are, there is a disproportionate number. You know, there 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 are very few people who can make a living. You know, in the performing arts around here because you know the just like the work ebbs and flows. Nobody moves here to nobody moves here to think I'm going to make it as an actor. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, there's there's no songs about <laughs> there's no hooray right. for Wichita songs. If there's right. not, you should write one. You should write one. He should perform in but, one very soon. But there's a disproportionate number of people who are here who make their living as visual artists because it's I think because it's a it's inexpensive to live here. They people, you know, there's this entire old warehouse district where all these artists have bought it and converted it into their studios. Yeah, and that's basically what the final Friday night thing is. is I all these get people. It. And, yeah, so it's and, fun to pick on the Midwest, but I remember you you did Omaha, uh, uh, Nebraska theater caravan. So yes. I was one of the most surprised people when I found out what a thriving and cool downtown scene that they had in Omaha. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, okay, yeah, this is great. We did this ten years ago, but no, it was it was really nice and without pretension, which was refreshing. And that's that's the thing. I mean, the thing is, the, the, of what's course, nice they sacrifice the, you to their corn god when you're not looking. But you know, you just tip well. You can get and the, and the nice thing is the pretension is slowly seeping in. Like I'm sitting in a coffee shop right now that is about you know is 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 it. It's not as pretentious, you know. It's not like Brooklyn pretentious, but it's you know, it's not blue bottle, you know. But it's, uh, you know, there's a big giant, you know, the I can't remember the name of the big giant one wheeled bicycles, you know. Oh, uh, penny farthings. Yes, they have one of those on the wall. So you know, I think that's a mark of you know, of uh, you know, hip hipster pride. I mean, it's well, it's one thing to have one on the wall. It's another thing when people are riding them around. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, I and but though a guy actually. I, they, they got it from a guy who wrote it in here. Oh, okay. Because so then he donated people it. were like, there's really no place for me to properly uh, chain up my penny farthing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And we're out of quinoa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's those people who should be put on an island. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not, not a they cool should, one. No, no, no. They should be put on an island where there's nothing but, you know, BMX bikes and skate parks. The, oh. Oh, them's fighting words. That's cool. So how long has the show been running? The show has been running uh, since uh, the end of January, the last Friday in January. And it 
I would run it more often because I think, it, you know, uh, but I don't want to, you know, over because it is a smaller market. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a reasonably sized city, uh, but I don't want to oversaturate the market. I don't want to kill it before it's time. I get it. And based on the little clips that I saw online, it's a lot of original material. It's all original show. material. Right. Yeah. And that's really tough to come up with week after week after week when you don't have a writing staff, which I'm sure you don't. No, my writing staff is is me in the coffee shop. I see. I see. So, oh, it's a vanity project. I see. Basically, I see. well, it, it was vanity per plus a you know uh, fiduciary project. Does Ted Martin ever eat anybody? He hasn't I'm yet, saying. but this month he's good. This month, uh, this month there's a surprise sort of thing oh, about that. So okay. Not not saying that that happens, but there is. Okay. Okay. Something it's, along those lines that happens. It's sweeps month. Yeah, he's 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 well fed, you know, before the show. Okay, I thought maybe he just lived on scotch. As long as he continues to drink scotch, he well, that's what I love anybody. about you, Don. This is such a perfect vehicle for you because I remember for a long time you were doing your Rat Pack show, mm-hmm. and it was always the everyone wore their smoking jackets. There was always scotch on stage, and you know it was you and the four other guys. But that's you. That is you. Like you wear your smoking jacket and drink scotch just around the house in general. Yeah, usually, you know, and I'm, I'm, love- I'm, but but I'm usually crying when I'm around the house because well, I'm alone. And, yes, you know. of course. Well, and yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And <laughs> why does no one love me for who I am? Yes, right, I right. Why does they miss never call me back? Yes, I get. Right, right. Don has an amazing. For- yeah, Don has an amazing voice, and he's perfect for Les Mis. Yet they just won't cast him. Ron LaRosa still hasn't called me back. Dick. Mm-hmm. Dick. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm saying that, that's such a huge part of your personality. So you get that, you get your voice, but you were also one of the sickest people that I know. You're the most deranged, quietly deranged people that I know. And that is a compliment. And, and somehow it, that works in this show. That's does, basically it, what this show is about. Got your sixth sense of humor in it, and it just all, I love it as a concept. And I wish I was there to see it. It's going to move with me. Uh, actually, it's, I'm going to sort of. Uh, well, I, it, there, there's going to be because I am making a move to. Uh, I'm making a move to Australia soon for uh, an indefinite period of time. I'm taking the show with me, but the show is also going to run here what at the same time. It's going to be, uh, oh, so you're branching out like the naked cowboy. Yeah, yeah I'm going to. Cop- getting, getting Don Windsor copies of you. Are they actually going to be clones? No, we've or had Robo Don. We're going to have guest hosts, like a la when uh, Johnny Carson left The Tonight Show oh, okay. and you know, okay, David Brenner hosted it for a year. I think the idea of a Robodon would be brilliant. I think so, too. And I, I can think of, I mean, I, 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 I think Robodon, though, would get like a nine-to-five office job, and I would just get the proceeds from that. That's what Robodon would do. Good point. Good point. Because, yeah, because you can't give him the sex bot option, because then forget it. He'll go mad with groupie love. Right. Sure. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so speaking of, like, Don and I go way back. Don and I worked together at the Great American Melodrama in Vaudeville in scenic Oceano, California. We did a long time ago. A long time. It like it was that long ago, but it, it was. It was It was last millennium. Mm-hmm. 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 And this is a really fun and crazy place to work. Can you explain what goes on at the Melodrama and Vaudeville for me, please? Well, it's a uh, you know it's very much done in the in the style of you know old Western melodramas or what at least people imagine that they might have been like. Uh, it is a they, you do a Western well not necessarily a Western you do a sort of classic style of boo hiss yay for the hero sort of show uh-huh. and then you do um, you know there's wood chips on the floor people are drinking you know buckets of beer and throwing you know, the peanut shells yeah all that stuff mm-hmm. 
Yep, yep, and then there, and then after that, you do a uh, a, a sort of uh, musical review olio that is themed somehow with comedy sketches and uh, you know some some songs and stuff like that. And quick I've changes seen, in madness, yes. Yes, I've seen other places do that. Like, there's one that does it here, and it's and it's pretty good for what it is. It's its own thing, but nothing, no other place approaches what what they do at that place in Oceano. I yeah, think. it's a fun. If you're if you happen to be, what do they call it? Steinbeckian. Steinbeckian Oceano. Steinbeckian <laughs> is, tra- <laughs> is travel agent talk for CD Dump. Yes. <laughs> Sandwiched yes. between some beautiful places on the coast. But yes, there's all that. And so we met there, and he taught me many, many things. He taught me things like the Unmotivated 360. Uh, I, what, I did that there. Yes. Yeah. Which is what? That is uh, that is when you are on stage. It's it's it's, it's an acting technique. It's part of you know. It's going to be in my book. Um, <laughs> it is when you are on stage and you turn around in a full revolution, and I mean like you have to I, 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 a, a full all the way around uh, revolution. Spin, spin on the spot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, in a, in a moment when it is unwarranted mm-hmm. and. Uh, com- ha- there, there can be no justifying it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you cannot. Can't. You cannot be like, oh, I forgot my pencil over here. No, I don't. No, I haven't. No, 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 no. It has to be complete, and you have to be looking somebody in the eye when you do it. Right. Yes. And you just do it. But the actual continue. goal is to break up the other people on stage. <laughs> right. You do it, and you continue going. Which is also uh, the goal of any show at the melodrama in vaudeville was to amuse ourselves. And in, you know, and the, and the and the audience liked it. And you know, I've seen again, I've seen other places do it where you know the people break up on stage. But really, just then it winds up just being kind of pathetic. But there's an art to it at the melodrama that you learn where it to a way to do it, which also amuses strangers and not just your friends. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember I did it to Paris during the '60s vaude, Paris Bradstreet. I looked at yes. in the eye and I did it, and her eyes got so big. She held it. She held mm-hmm. it, but then she's just like, you son of a bitch, you 360'd me. I'm like, yes, I did. You 360'd me. You know, that evolved from the, that that, that involved from uh, the Jazz Square Night. <laughs> random Jazz Squares? Yes. When you, when you, when you, but the thing is about the random Jazz Square Night is that you don't just like actually, you know, just go into a Charleston suddenly. You, your feet just basically have to make the pattern of a Jazz Square. Mm-hmm. While you're uh, speaking, just delivering a line. At, at, uh-huh. at some point, and you can you can pretend to stumble, and that's an easy way to do it. You can justify that one. That one's not random because, you know, you can't be doing, you can't be, you know, playing Dracula and be suddenly going, you know, suddenly oh, start sure you you can. Know, oh, shimmying sure your you hands can. and going. To, oh, you sure can. You can. Oh, sure. Yes. You can't. It's like the creature of the night. <laughs> well, they say that, you know, people would pay to listen to Richard Burton uh, read the phone book. And, I, I, you know, Especially maybe. Since you, he's you, dead. You, Is it because yeah. that would be very amazing? I would pay money to see a dead person read the phone book. But, but I would, you know, I would, I would, I would, if I would, if you're watching Ian McKellen play, you know, King Lear, and he suddenly did a jazz square, that you would think that was brilliant. Oh yes. oh yes! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, I remember when. Oh, what the hell! I have to edit this out. No, I just blanked on his name. He's like the greatest actor of all time. The Hamlet guy. I don't know Marathon which one. You... Man. Dustin Hoff. Oh, Lawrence Olivier. Yes. Lawrence Olivier. Uh, Lawrence Olivier. Yes. Performed Jazz Square during the final scene of Hamlet with a broken leg. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> that, that's the part they leave out of the story. Because allegedly he mm-hmm. broke his leg during a performance in Act 1 and finished the show before he mm-hmm. even showed it. He actually mm-hmm. did a jazz square. Nobody I knows remember. who jazz square is. Jazz square box step. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, no I, culture. I, re- I remember when you know uh, Patrick Stewart did the entire opening choreography to Chorus Line during a performance of Othello. Oh, sure. Sure, that mm-hmm. works. That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, yeah, <laughs> which is weird because Desdemona at the time was very strange. Uh, right. He did it waiting for Godot, too. I said, you, you recycling business, Stuart. Right, right. Move it along. But, you know, if it works, if it works, you know, that's why That's why I like to play with my cuffs on I get, stage. You know? Oh, oh you're, okay. Uh-huh. Cuffs. Cuffs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fisticuffs. And this is some of the other examples of Don's wit and wisdom. He does things that are latent, the things you might find, things you might not find, things that might go for years without being discovered. Uh, Wikipedia. He edits, back when you could really just edit shit, he added something to Wolf Blitzer's, Wolf Blitzer's biography. Oh, and that thing lasted for years, it was we discovered. For, it only just went away within the past year, because I would check on it every now and then. And the very last line of it said, Wolf Blitzer is also the proud owner of a blint shop in Miami <laughs> called Blitzer's Blitzer's. <laughs> And that would stay there forever. And I feel like maybe Wolf Blitzer saw that and went, yeah, I'm leaving that. How the, yeah, I should, I should look into that. Right. Because then no one else can start that. No, 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 no. As well they shouldn't. But, of course, the culmination of Don's glory was his birthday present to himself when he said to me once, he says, I want to start a celebrity death rumor. But it can't mm-hmm. be anybody too famous but just famous enough so that people will believe it. So Don settled on Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Now, he's famous. I mean, he's not, that he's not too famous. He's famous, but at that point, friends had gone away, and I think Joey had just failed when we did this or something like it was that. Missing, it was that period where he was missing in action. It was a long time. Like, yeah. It was after Ed. It was after all that shit. It was after his career mm-hmm. had just nosedived before he came back and was playing himself on cable. Yeah, <laughs> this went out and it spread and it stayed. I helped. I set up a Facebook memorial page and even set up a candlelight vigil, but it fucking poured that night. So but people gonna... still went. They did. It was in front of the house that they shot the exteriors for. I'm like, this is <laughs> fucking amazing. It was am- Yeah, I, I couldn't amazing. believe. Amazing. Matt LeBlanc himself is a fan of the page and has talked about it on Chelsea lately. In fact, it wasn't until years later that we uh, that we looked at that page, and you know, it had a lot of members when it first started. Oh, it's but so then, sad! I can't believe he's dead. Everything misspelled. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this can't be true, can it? This can't be true. So sad. So sad. Tragic. Uh, R.I.P. And 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 the LeBlanc himself didn't become a wasn't a member for you know initially or during the whole really uh, meat of the host. No, it but, was one of those times I checked several years after the fact that I suddenly started. Messaging you, I'm like, Don, check the page. <laughs> and there are three members now: you, me, and Matt LeBlanc. And the real Matt LeBlanc. Yes. Uh, verified. Verified. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, and this was maybe last year. It was just before she went off the air. She yeah. had Matt. Le- yeah. Chelsea lately had Matt LeBlanc on to talk about mm-hmm. whatever that show was on cable where he plays himself. And he talked about the internet death room. He's like, yeah, they just, someone decided to kill me off. I'm like, Don, 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 pick up the phone, Don. <laughs> it was on Wikipedia. There's a, yeah, there's a memorial page. There's a candlelight vigil page. There was a, <laughs> I even, I even found the, the, uh, the image we found, I just found on Google image search and it was a, uh, 
somehow, I don't know if it was in Photoshop, but somebody had made like a marble statue of a thinking Matt LeBlanc. And then we used that as the symbol for the... It was beautiful. It, it was, was, it was beautiful. It, fe- it just it affected everyone we needed to affect. People we will mm-hmm. never meet. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and people I was- that I had met. You know, some of our, you know, some of some of your uh, less um, savvy. I'll mm. be polite and say it that way. Facebook friends. People who don't understand how Google works. Yeah. <laughs> so we spread it out enough at first. You know, that there's that moment you can, for you, you can, you can fake anything on the internet for about half an hour. Yeah. If easily. Hello. You can, hello. What the hell? What's her name? Just died again after seven years. What's her name? Rue McClanahan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People are people are usually pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, it's gotten really bad these days. It's very hard to tell the fake news from the real news, which is very mm-hmm. annoying. I spread so many people, lies. Yeah, and people don't. And then there are those satire news sites that actually aren't satire news because they're not funny. They're just lies. Yeah. So that's like, no, that's not actually satire because it's it's not funny. You're just you're just tricking people. There's nothing funny about it. No. Yeah. No. But this was funny. Yes, yes, it Matt was. Matt LeBlanc thought it was funny, so therefore it is funny. So that is that mm-hmm. is Don's big claim to fame at this time, and I helped. That's and that and that's that's probably the sad truth. That's one of those every now and then, like last week, I had something on Twitter that went that blew up, and I thought, you know, more people have probably seen this than have seen a great deal of my work. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah, well, considering most of your work was at sea. Well, yeah, a great deal of my work was at sea, which is fine. And those people, of, those people don't count. Cruise people don't count. Right. I take for granted that not the one staff. Time I, not the staff. The people oh, I think they count. I, I, I think a lot of the staff also don't count. Oh. Um, I mean, there are, there are some great hardworking people on, on ships, but mainly people. You got a lot of people who work on those kinds of things. They're, hey, what happens is he stays at sea. Bleh. You know, it's a. Uh, it's, it's, it's a. It's a. It can. I mean, different lines, different standards, but it's. It, I it give can you be credit for that. Uh, by the way, on, on an off random six degrees of separation kind of thing, you didn't happen to work with a girl named Heather Chicken, did you? No, but I I, 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 I assume she's not actually a chicken. The only cruise I went on was when I was a travel agent, and uh, they sent me on a familiarization tour, and it was a cruise to nowhere, and it was fucking horrendous. It was. One of those times where the sea was so stormy, the crew was vomiting. Yes. I remember I went to see the show, and the lights are dimming. And, you know, I'm saying, I can do this. I wouldn't mind this. This is kind of cushy. You do a show once a day. Other than that, you're hosting, like, little shuffleboard tournaments and scavenger hunts. This isn't so bad. And the lights, the music started, and I just heard in the darkness, away, 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 away. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I'm out. But there was a girl in the show named Heather Chicken, and I I befriended her over the week because it turned out it was Mother's Day, so everybody was there with their family. So I'm like the one single dude, like hello. So I'm talking to her, and I was like, "So that's nice." And I was like, "So are you are you are you an equity?" She's like, "Yes." I'm like, "So you kept that's your that's you you didn't change, okay? Okay." Well, I was I I never I was lucky. I mean, I I had you know the same I had the very stereotyped opinion of cruise ships that pretty much is not really just a stereotype when you look at things like uh you know the entertainment like carnival and stuff like that but i was lucky enough to never have to do that kind of thing i never had to you know we i was basically always just a passenger who did shows at night we never had to host uh, shuffleboard or apparently like that. you don't know who i am 
But we did, uh, but there were, you know, a lot of... Uh, Don't you have you Swedish know, there, people you know, for this? There were, uh, you know, sometimes every now and then the, the production company, you'd be out there doing, you know, some kind of like classical show or some, you know, I mean, they'd be, some of them would be crap, but they'd be at least okay crap. And then one, they say, oh, we have a really long cruise coming up. We're going to send you out an extra show for your next, and then they'd wind up sending you like the the stereotypical worst thing. Of course, naturally. But, but you're, you know, you're just like, you're sitting there and you're like watching the bank account, watching the bank account oh, fill sure. up and going, okay, okay, okay. Sure, with nowhere to spend it. So that's awesome. Anyway, I think, right. we, I think we've rattled on quite long enough. Don Windsor, D is in Don, Don Windsor. Where can people find out more information about you and the Dead Martin Variety Hour? Well, for more information about me, they can go to my out-of-date website, which is Don Windsor. W-Y-N-S-O-R, Windsor.com, or they can go to deadmartin.com, or if they want to find out more about Roxy's Downtown, where Dead is happening, there's roxysdowntown.com, and uh, tickets for Dead Martin are at, you can call Roxy at 316-265-4400, and uh, it is this Friday night, the same night that they open up their regular show, which is Pageant, uh -huh. which I am also in. Well, you can just get around. A very, very similar uh, role. I'm in just oh, wearing a different, a slightly was, different color of tuxedo. I was hoping you'd be one of the drag queens. You know, I, originally I was going to be, but I didn't want. I decided I didn't want to shave that much. Okay, I understand that, but you can bevel like nobody's business. And I, I want, I, I, I want to see you do an unmotivated 360 in a pair of heels. Okay, Don Windsor, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and best of luck to you in the undead world. And get out. All right. I, uh, hey, anybody who hears this and comes to the show, let me know. Yes, please tell Don I sent you. Absolutely. And he might Thank smack you, very much. you. He will smack you with his glove that he will carry <laughs> in his pocket for that specific purpose. You have that one single slapping glove. Exactly. Because he's protected. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. And I thought it would be terrible to leave you hanging without getting a taste of the live Don Windsor. The undead, well, the not dead Don Windsor, whatever you want to call him. Here is Don Windsor from his album, The Hardest Part of Love, live in concert. And you can pick up this and all of Don's album in the Amazon.com place. But I'll be putting a special link in the show notes because there's a new way to support the show. So if you're going to buy anything off the album, buy it through me. Oh, that shark, baby, has such teeth, dear. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Mackie, babe. And it keeps it all out of sight. Oh, that shark bites with his teeth, dear. Scarlet billows start to spread. A fancy club store Where's old Mackie, baby? So there's never Never any trace of red On the sidewalk On Sunday morning That's about it Just to be light And someone's creeping Around the corner
and my final guest for the star-studded anniversary show is none other than Dandy Darkly. Now, I know, I know, I know he was supposed to be here talking about Picture Mommy Dead, but I screwed up. I erased him. I just couldn't have him in my can any longer. It was starting to hurt. He wears those pointy heels. He just kept walking around in there, and it's like, ow! It wasn't cool, you know? But fortunately... Even though he cannot be with us in person, Dandy Darkly is here in spirit. And so, I present to you one of Dandy Darkly's tales of sex and death called A Case of the Vapors. Now, remember to find out more about Dandy Darkly. Go to dandydarkly.com. That's D-A-N-D-Y-D-A-R-K-L-Y.com. Find out where he's playing near you. He's going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for most of the month of August, so if you're in Scotland or planning on going to the Fringe Festival, go see him and tell him I sent you. Now shut up. Danny's telling a story. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Bow-tied buffoon. <laughs> Lanky. Stubbly. Faint, ladies and gentlemen. It's the horror, though, of being a... Homosexual dealing with issues of the occult. You see so much and you just don't want to touch it. I want to touch you. <laughs> Sex and death. It's what we all have in common, ladies and gentlemen. And I share stories of that subject. My name is Dandy Darkly. I'm an expert on all things paranormal, parapsychological, parafabulous shoes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and tonight's tale is one to terrify, titillate, and tickle. Ladies and gentlemen, I share with you a case of the vapors. <laughs> Venture away from the Dixieland dystopia called Atlanta, and you'll discover the rolling forests of the North Georgia mountains. Verdantly green in the spring and breathtakingly ablaze in the fall, a setting so enchanting as to have once inspired frisky festivity among the Cherokee Indians who called the Woodland Hollow home. There they danced, and they smoked, and they drummed for a euphoric entity they called Ukahara, also known as the Vapors. <laughs> but that, ladies and gentlemen, was long ago, where once there were Native Americans, now there are Christian Americans, oh, Gaybird, Georgia! is a small southern town of honest Baptist Americans who strive to live their lives free of sinful persuasion. And as such, Sundays at Gay Bird First Baptist Church are the social event of the week for the town's housewives. And Gay Bird's local businessmen have sealed more deals in those wooden pews than ever in a proper boardroom. And standing in the pulpit, where three generations of his family had stood before him, was preacher George Hickory. It was nearly a hundred degrees in the shade that hot July morning, but preacher Hickory preached an even hotter sermon of hellfire retribution against any and all sinful indulgences, be they sexual, societal, or other. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, Gaybird is a weird little town. And there is so much other to entice the vapors. 
Take postman Carl, for example. Neither rain nor snow nor the vapors shall keep that masculine mailman from delivering gay bird streets. But once safely home, with the door locked, the curtains drawn, the webcam powered up, postman Carl becomes Mistress Carlotta. <laughs> la la! Kicking off his beaten, battered boots and uncovering a secret stash of footwear, feminine and fancy free. There were Ferragamo sand, there were vintage sandals and Ferragamo slingbacks, Louboutin pumps and feathery ballet flats, Manolo stilettos and colorful clogs, Jimmy Choo boots and mules by Beatrice Ong, and Postman Carl prayed in his pew. For he desired to wear his feminine footwear out and about on gay bird streets, delivering the mail, or just grabbing a bite to eat. Mistress Carlotta could sashay every day, finally free. The vapors dared her feet to dream. But a dress code was the mailman's reality. And the vapors spied the quiet reflection of local librarian Miss Dolores Greenapple. Everyone was well aware of the pinch-faced spinster's strictness and shushing whispers among the gay bird library stacks. But not on public record was Miss Greenapple's pubic obsession with her eight adorable kitty cats. <laughs> there was Tiger Stripe Trixie and White Fluffy Mittens, Elder Mr. Rascal, and Yumi, a calico kitten, Shumai, a tawny Siamese, and Domino with black and white spots, Scratches, a feral rescue, and a 30 pounder she called Squat. <laughs> and Dolores Greenapple prayed in her pew. Because buried in bed beneath that beastly pile of pussies, wrapped wetly and trapped tightly inside her sweaty sheets, Dolores Greenapple would pull her mewing, purring, meowing feline fuck buddy so close to her groin. Closer, closer! And the vapors snickered, slumped low in the church's back row next to the O'Reilly boys. Braden and Brandon had inherited their family's once bustling business, but now O'Reilly Auto Repair sat neglected, nothing more than a front for selling speed in late night orgies. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, the papers love so good orgy. There was Big Titty Bettina and Dumb Blonde Heather, Come Guzzling Crystal and Destiny a Stripper, Red-Headed Rose and a Post-Op named Prissy, Shania a Shop Girl and a Milf, they called Missy. And the beefy O'Reilly boys prayed in their pew because side by side, night after night, their glistening ginger fur torsos slammed that endless parade of Poontang, Brayden watching Brandon, watching Brayden, watching Brandon get his nut and brother both wondering how the other's mustached mouth may taste if only. <laughs> and the vapors tiptoed back to the pulpit, where preacher Hickory whipped himself into a frenzied fit of sermonizing, hissing wicked words like sodomia and masturbation and Obama. And his wild eyes met the gentle blue kindness of his toddler son. His one and only little boy, little Austin Hickory. There sat perfect little soul, listening in a state of rapt delight. The preacher Hickory felt a tickle of sweat trickle down his neck, or was it the curious osculation of 
the vapors. <laughs> he looked once more into his little boy's eyes. They were gentle blue eyes, kindly divine, a shock of blonde hair like golden twine, a tender demeanor, polite and nice. The darling son he could not sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, a little exposition, pay attention. It was ages ago, you see, when the great-great-grandpappy Archibald Hickory donated sneakily disease-ridden blankets to the Cherokee before marching maliciously the wounded warriors westerly. The tears of the exiled hex the force bore, and where they fell, the sunbeams turned to shadows. The songbirds refused to sing, and the formerly friendly frolicking fog of the vapors became fiendish, forlorn, and foul. And the small southern town of Gay Bird, Georgia, was built upon the bones of the Indian dead! And that always turns up the best. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> the firstborn son of each generation, as Archibald Hickory's dire retribution be killed before a third spring had, lest the vapors drive the townsfolk mad. And George Hickory remembered that awful night. The vapors became a moving, moaning mosaic of the diseased Indian dead as he held the knife above his little boy's tiny fluttering chest. The tip of the dagger drew blood as fear and confusion flashed across his little boy's eyes. And George Hickory remembered his own fear, his own confusion, that night long, long ago when his own father stole away his elder brother, never again to be seen. And a pussy to prophecy, George Hickory dropped the dagger and bore his sobbing son safely home. And abruptly, on that hot, July morning, that same screeching smog of Indian souls now billowed about Gay Bird First Baptist, and despite the preacher's previous bluster, all he could pathetically muster was an awfully simple motherfucker. For there in the pews, the town of Gay Bird went mental as their shameful secrets were made magically physical. Mistress Carlotta, postman Carl no longer, sliced away toes to fit a shoe size smaller. Cackling and bleeding, she stomped the area like a wounded model wearing Costello Tagli Pietra. And Dolores Greenapple's stomach ballooned as talons tore forth from her belly wounds. New mommy giggled, bleeding to death, as cat-faced babies chewed away at her breasts. And sucking face, finally, were the brothers O'Reilly, incestual desire suddenly <coughs> and deadly, lashed lips, cracked teeth, and bruised skin, leaving shattered skulls like eggshells broken. The vapors had all of Daybird under their spell. The mayor danced with his girl Friday's entrails. A woman used a cactus as though it were a tampon. And one cheerleader raped quarterback wearing a strap on. And there in the chaos, Preacher Hickory screamed. He'd lost a little lost and in a nightmare scene. He spied a frail form, familiar and thin. The enfeebled figure shuffled slowly towards him. In preacher's hands, the vapors placed a knife for Hickory owed payment on his firstborn's life. Tiny pale arms reached out as though to cuddle, and George Hickory paid his bloodline's betrayal. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>
Hey, Patrick. It's Jim from Canada calling. Hello. We've spoken on Facebook a couple times, oh. but I just want to take the opportunity to call and congratulate you on five years. Yay. It's been a great time. Look forward to another five. Love you guys. Bye. No. Jim, thank you so much for our calling. Calling? I'm from Long Island. Thank you so much for calling in. That was very sweet of you. And don't think I didn't notice that you're a first-time caller! Yay! I have to jangle my keys because I don't have access to my sound effects. And that's really lame. But, you know what's not lame? You. And thank you for calling in. Mwah. That was supposed to be a mwah, but it came out weird. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. This is Michael. Hi, Michael. Uh, first of all, hello, Flynn. I don't want you to poop in my mouth either. Uh, well, who does? I want to wish you a happy fifth anniversary Yay. on the podcast. Thank you. And I want to let you know that I listen to every episode that you've ever Lord. put out. So you poor thing. I'm a long-time fan. And yeah. No, I don't want to see error. I know I'm not going to get to see error, but I'm just glad that we are friends. Yes. So you don't want to be my enemy. Happy fifth anniversary. I hope you're feeling good. I hope Pooh Kitty is doing fine. She's and awesome. Everybody's fine. Uh, Flynn, I yes. know you haven't been on the show that long, but happy anniversary to you. Fuck you. Bye, all. Jesus, Flem, I would really, really like it if you did not tell my listeners, fuck you like that. That's very rude. Why? You say fuck you to them all the time. Yes, but I say it with love, usually. That's not at them, it's at the universe in general. Well, I'm saying fuck you to you and the universe in genital. General. The phrase is... I know what the phrase is! I say fuck you to your genitals. And fuck you, Mikey, and your genitals. And... Your face. Uh, Mikey, the Scream Queens Horror Podcast does not necessarily endorse the... Opinions of Flynn the Gargoyle, I think you're fabulous, and thank you for sticking with me all this time. God damn it, Flynn! Hello, Mr. Patrick. This is Fabian coming from Texas. Fabian. Um, listening for a while now. Yes. Um, I actually heard a promo for you on Cougar Nation. Ah, thank you, Johnny. And um, i listening since the episode of the Triple Brit Crapshoot. It's also the spoiler-free <sighs> review of Your Next. And you had me at this one, bitch. When I heard that. I was like, okay, this is really awesome. And I've been listening ever since. Uh, first time caller. So, yay me. Uh, hey. Awesome. I think you're super cool. Love the show. And I want to say that um, you, sir, are an inspiration to all horror fans out there. Aww. I'll, even though all the B's, the G's, the T's, the Q's, the I's, the A's, the other A's, the M's, yep. and whatever the hell I am. So, keep it up. Also, I did want to say one more thing. Yeah. Um, Hello, my name is Fabian, and I would like to be a screen queen. I would like to be a screen queen, just like you. So, thanks. Bye. Okay, Fabian. First of all, I would like to say I've never heard the name Fabian before, and I like it. I think it's cool. I've heard the name Fabian before, and that's a stupid name. That was a stupid singer from the 60s, and he was stupid. Laverne and Shirley thought he was cool. And you know what? No, just no. It's a stupid name, but Fabian, I like it. It has mystery. Okay, point for you in my book. Second of all, I'm the one who gets to say whether or not you're a first-time caller or not. So please do not be preempting my job. I have one job here at the podcast. 
Well, actually, I have all the jobs here at the podcast, but one of the jobs I like is saying when it's time to do the Jingle Bells. So don't take my joy away from me, Michael, because, yeah, you are a first-time caller! Yay! When I say you're a first-time caller. Thirdly, I would like to think that if I leave nothing else to this world when I finally shuffle off this mortal coil, that it will be the concept of the this one bitch genre of horror. I hate that trope. I hate it to death. Almost every time it's used very poorly. But you know what? People love it. As soon as they hear it, they're like, yes, I totally get that. I'm sure someone else will steal it from me and have a whole thesis published on it and become a zillionaire and I'll just be in the corner going, but at least, hey, I did it. I thought of it online. So I could say, I thought of it on this date and it was published. So I'm suing you. Good night. Goodbye. And thank you to Johnny Krug for bringing me a beautiful boy from Texas. I don't know what your persuasion art is, but that doesn't doesn't matter because everybody's welcome here at Scream Queens. It's not just the alphabet soup umbrella that I cover. I hate all that. You know how I hate that? I hate that whole LGBTQ thing. It sounds like we're a robot. Throw a couple of numbers in there, the L235B, whatever. It's stupid. It's stupid. And the thing is, Fabian, you don't have to ask permission to be a Scream Queen because, let's face it, baby, you already are. Thank you for calling. Patrick, this is Chad calling from Norton, Massachusetts, and congratulations on five wonderful years of the Scream Queens podcast. I know that this is Flem actually listening, but this message is for Patrick. In your honor, I want you to know I am going to make a tiara out of aspic, and I will wear this tiara while I listen to the anniversary podcast. And afterwards, I will take the tiara off I will put the aspic tiara in a bowl and I will mash it. And I will mash it and I'm I will mash it and mash it and mash it until it is a gelatinous mess. And then I will take out a straw and suck down the gelatinous goodness. And as I feel it going into my gullet, I will be reminded how you have given me five years of pooping your mouth. With five years of horror scream queen goodness. Uh, for which I am ever grateful. Okay, I go, need to go take a shower now. Um, Patrick, love your show, love everything you do, and keep up the good work. Oh, and Flem? Yes? I'm going to make something special just for you. What? What? What are you making for me? God damn it! Patrick, what the fuck is wrong with your listeners? Well, I, I don't know, Flem. Do you want the short list or the long list? However, the Scream Queens Horror Podcast does not recommend making aspic clothing of any kind, given that your body heat will probably melt it, and you will look like you jizzed on yourself in public again. We don't want a repeat of that incident, now do we? I do! Never mind. Statement retracted. 
Hi, Slim. This is Jay, the Haunt Cub, calling. What? Uh, I just wanted to say how much better Stream Queens has gotten since you took over from Patrick. I know, right? Oh, wait. No, that hasn't happened yet. Um, but, but hi, Patrick. Showing. This is Jay, the Haunt Cub, calling to wish you a very happy fifth anniversary podcast. Wow. I Yours is one of the few, if not maybe the only podcast that I've actually started listening to when it first came out. Usually I catch things kind of once they've been out and about. But I started listening to yours right away, pretty much, and um, I cannot believe how fucking fast five years has gone. So, really? Anyway. Try five congratulations, minutes! Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Love the podcast as much now as I did when I start, first started listening. And uh hope to see you again soon. We'll have to hit Six Flags up when the, uh, the crappy-ass haunts come back. All right. Love ya. Bye. Thanks, Jay, for calling in. You know, I'm really surprised that everybody's calling in for Flem. He hasn't had an episode recently. I'm very surprised, too. This is my day off. Flem, you barely have a job. Every day is a day off. Yes, I know, but today I was planning on licking my butthole down on the subway. But you do that every day. Yes, well, you know, it's 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 a it's a devotion. You know, I commit to it. You know, you have to break it until you make it or something like that. Shut up. Well, I don't know, Flynn. Maybe since everybody's calling in, maybe you need to do another episode. What? You know, if people want to hear you again, maybe I should let you do your own show. Well, where's the fun in that? Where is the fun of getting to do a show that I don't have to kill you for? Good point. Okay, well, whatever makes you unhappy, Flem, makes me happy. Good. Wait, what? I don't like you, I don't like your paradigms. But I love you. Suck one of my dicks. I would, but it's my day off. <laughs> Go back to the dungeon. You mean under the bathroom sink where you keep the toilet paper? Yeah. Fine. Well, that does it for the voicemail section of the program. I do have a few other written pieces of correspondence that I would like to share with you. First of all, again, I didn't read it in full last time, but thank you to Tommy for Toronto for his stellar review that he left on the iTunes store for the show. And also, Tommy, thank you for the fabulous book you got me. He got he sent me a present for the anniversary, and it's a book that I do not have in front of me, but I believe it's called Fright Films of the Night uh, Television Fright Films of the 1970s, something like that. But it was totally in line with my, you know, horror thing where I go. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, thank you, Tommy. You're a peach. And he wrote. In addition to what I shared with you last time, more fun than a six-pack and a bottle of poppers. By far, this is the most entertaining podcast out there. Host Patrick, that's me, is both charming and hilarious. He's turned me on. What? I thought you... Oh, sorry, that skipped a line. He's turned me on to some great horror movies. You got me all excited there, Tommy. I otherwise would, I otherwise would have missed. And makes the bad ones he warns us about far more fun to hear about than they would ever be to watch. Every episode is a guaranteed good time. Much like sex with me. What? Who? What? Yes, I said that. Also, I want to say again, thank you to listener Jay from Phoenix. He wrote it, my favorite podcast. 
which sounds like the title of a book report, but really I'm not complaining. Scream Queens is my favorite podcast. Patrick is a great host, and he is so funny, and his personality is what really keeps me coming back, even though I love horror movies. Patrick, Patrick's hilarious takes on some of the best and worst horror is always great. I always look forward to new episodes. The show is great for any horror fan out there. Thank you, Jay. That means a lot coming from you, my little, you know, my little friend. We have a little private thing. Not like sexy private. Shut up. Shut up. I also have to give some gold stars to a couple of listeners who stepped up to the plate to review some movies that they saw, be it good or be it bad. First of all, this is Jim B., who might be Jim from Canada. I'm not sure where you're from, Jim B. Right off the top of my head, I know who you are from Facebook, but off the top of my head, I don't know where you're from. So I, I, okay, whatever. He says, attention, screamers! Three exclamation points. This is serious. I just took a bullet for the team, and with my last breath, I will tell you, I just watched Seven Below. And if you get a chance to see it, I recommend either beating your own thumb with a hammer or licking a running bandsaw instead. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give it a minus Google. The number, not the search engine. Math jokes. And I got it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, and the thing is, I didn't know this movie, and I went and I looked at the trailer, and it did look pretty good. It had Val Kimmer in it. Val Kilmer in it, which isn't necessarily a sign of a good thing, but it had a good cast, it had a good concept, but if you say it sucks, Jim, it sucks, and thank you for warning us all, gold star. I don't have my sound effects. And also, we have a letter from Fabian, whose name I see is actually spelled Fabian, but I guess he pronounces it without the E-N and just with the N, and that, that makes it better than just regular Fabian, Okay. Okay, so just forget everything I said before. You're beautiful. I love you. Okay, anyway, he says, Last night, I watched The Pyramid. I remember that. It was in the theater for like five seconds. Anyway, I... Dot, 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 dot. I... Dot, 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 dot. I have no idea what the hell happened there. It had some good moments, I think. But it was like they pieced together eight different movies to make it. Found footage? Check. Booby traps? Check. Body horror, check. Claustrophobic thriller, check. Supernatural beings, check. Mutilated killer animals, check. Sorry, mutated killer animals, check. Jump scare ending, check. And this one, bitchiness, check, check, and check. The most worst part is, I don't know if I liked it or not. I'm at 60-40, hate to like right about now. The more I think about it, though, the numbers change. Well, stop thinking about it then. If you don't think you liked it, then you probably didn't like it. So just go with your gut. Go with your gut. This one bitchiness. Yeah, I remember the reviews on that were terrible, and I just said, nah, no. I said no. Thank you for call, uh, for writing in, Jay. Thank you for writing in, Fabian, Fabian, whatever the fuck your name is. I love you. I don't need a name. Don't tell me your name. You'll ruin it. Shh. Shh. Put your head in the pillow. Just, just relax. Breathe out. Just keep breathing. What? Oh, my goodness. Where did I go just now? Uh, forget the anal sex. Fabian and Gold Star instead. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. I shouldn't have said anal sex and tinkle, tinkle so close together. <laughs> what do we have? Descend into this level of debauchery and it's time to pull the cork on this anniversary party. So if you want to be like all these really super cool people who called in to leave voicemail messages and make the show even more fabulous than it was going to be anyway, please give us a call at 917-720-2047. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook 
by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast, or you can join the Screamers super fan page. Well, that's Screamers, of course, with a Z. Just go there. Whatever. One's all about dishing. The other one's more about news. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Just find me on Twitter. It's at Scream Queens. And, of course, tell your friends to subscribe to describe, to subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or whatever freaking listening device you use to get your podcast in your ear holes. So next time, at some point I'll be catching up with Dandy Darkly to talk about Picture Mommy Dead. I'm so sorry this has all happened, but, you know, life gives you lemons. You rub them in the eyes of people that you don't like. Am I right? Of course right. Not that I don't like you. I love you. We made the best of a bad situation. I think it turned out okay. And if not, you don't pay for this. You could if you want to. By heading over to the... You can start going over to the webpage more often and check on show notes for things because I'm going to be putting links to send you over to my very special version of the Amazon site. So we can start generating a little income and then whatever you buy through Amazon through my link will help give me a few pennies and keep the show going at the blistering rates that it has been going. And blistering was also a really bad term to use because now I'm thinking about never mind, never mind. Oh my God, what is the matter with me? Next time, I don't know what's going on. I really have the foggiest idea. There's so much going on on this end between rehearsals and Brad trying to find an apartment and us rearranging things. I mean, trying to figure out how to make a memorial for Tyler that will make me happy instead of sad. Ah, there's just lots happening. So I think I'm going to chalk this one up to you. Uh, I'm going to put up a voting list on the Facebook page and on the uh, Screamers fan page as well. And if you got a movie that you're dying to hear me listening to, uh, 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 hear me review, then tell me. And we're going to take some votes. And the top one, I will review if I can find it. If not, Number two will do. Again, why am I back in the gutter? What is it the, What is it with you people? You're fabulous. That's what's with you people. Okay. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy, don't feel bad that your party didn't turn out like you planned. Did you have a good time? Well, that's all that matters. It wasn't like anybody left a dookie in the punch bowl or anything. Oh, wait. I did leave a dookie in the punch bowl. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>